are talking sports and cards again tonight. We have some interesting talk going on. I'm here with Zach. Yes. We have some NFL talks, some MLB talks, some NBA talks. We are hitting all three sports tonight. We actually have everything going on right now, too, with the NBA. Well, NBA just ended, but I feel like it's still going on. So, started right there with the NFL. Big injury over the weekend. Oh, Dak Prescott goes down. That's brutal. That what do you think about it? Like, do you see it? Yes, and uh, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> I, mean... I was shocked at how easy access it was to see it. Yeah. But, I mean, I shouldn't be shocked with social media, but it was everywhere. Yeah. Um, that I, brings I, my... I didn't seek it out. It found me. Like, it was just, it was there. You know, like, it was exactly right. Yep. You could pretty much turn on any social media thing. and It'd just be, it was there. So that brings my first question to it. And this goes to all sports. Dak Prescott chose to bet himself this year. Yeah. And it didn't go so hot for him. Now he's going to rebound because he's a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. But does this change the way players go for their tra- contracts now on. No. I No. Why should it? I mean it's it's always happened this way. And yeah, is Dak an elite quarterback? I don't know. Is he top 5, I guess? Um, okay. Would he have been paid as a top 5 quarterback or was he trying to get paid as the highest paid quarterback? I don't know. Like, I want to say it was like a top 5. Yeah, and I mean, should he have taken the money? Obviously, we're looking at it as saying yes. We he probably should have taken the money and run all the way to the bank with it. But uh, you know, he's he was betting on himself, and would he do it over again if, if he was given the chance? I think he probably would. Well, so would other players now then go that route where they might not play because of that? Might not play, like they would just sit out the season. Oof. I mean, we, we've we already seen some some of that. Some of that, yeah. And but I feel like this is the biggest name that's really like, because of everything that's been going on with the offseason with him. Mm-hmm. This, and this Dallas is, not paying him. It's such a tough one because that situation, I think, obviously Jerry Jones wants, wants his team to do well. And I think he's playing his cards the way he's always played his cards, you know? Yep. He's trying to get a good bargain for a good player, um, but he's also going to be willing to pay somebody that that performs. And okay. has Dak Prescott performed <laughs> beyond the regular season in his that's, history? So he like, hasn't. That that's what I'm looking at. Like, man, should things have gone differently? No. I do. You wish that Dak Prescott was going to be healthy for the rest of this year and like make his money? Yeah. Like you you can't hope a guy gets injured and stays injured. Correct. Uh, like that. That's that's terrible. But uh, man, it, it just sucks that it worked out that way because obviously he was having a great season. Yep. So, I don't know. would you invest in his cards? I know you're not a baseball guy, but just in any baseball, and it could be ba- or not. Sorry, not baseball. Now you're not really into football cards, but any of the cards out there. So, like, let's say this was like a, a Mike Trout situation or a whoever type of similar to Dak Prescott injuring who knows if he's even with Dallas next year who even knows if he comes back his cards go down in value probably are you investing no um, no okay 
I would say if you were looking to buy some Dak Prescott cards, I would wait until the off season and see them like how far they'll drop and like what the prognosis is for his injury. Um, I, I would say if, if you're already holding Dak Prescott cards, then you're going to want to hold them for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say hold them for a year. I, honestly, like would I invest in Dak Prescott? No. Um, there's so many other guys out there. You want to invest in Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Like those I was just going to ask, would you have yeah. invested in him before the injury? No, and I, I don't, I don't know. I think there's other guys that were in better situations, and uh, who had seen more success that were mm-hmm. probably around, around the same price point. So, isn't um, that crazy to think about? You would rather invest in a Seattle quarterback than the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, right? Right where things have changed. I mean, it's amazing those markets aren't like they're not small anymore because the I feel like social media has definitely changed a lot of that. Yeah, and these games are on everywhere, so it's not like you just don't see these other teams. Right. But but years ago, I mean, you would never have thought something like that. The Cowboys were the Cowboys. Exactly. And... I mean, they were the they were the team to collect. Like that's yep. And I guess, I mean, they, they still are America's team. Their games are always televised over other teams, but. Yeah. But still doesn't have that, I, I want these cards type of feel to it. And, and we've, we've talked about it before. Like, the, the collectability has changed because people in the NBA and NFL, they, they chase players. They don't chase teams a lot anymore. Right, yep. I mean, with, with the exception of a few people who still have their team and that's all they collect. Like, But, like, I think it's definitely changed, so. right. Um, man, that's just that's just a terrible injury and yeah, terrible way to see a guy go down that was actually having a decent season. So, yep. Okay, so a little bit more football talk. A couple of things. I got my top five for the week. Oh man, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, you, you probably, um, on, huh? Here come the bears. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Number five. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. Okay. They proved it over the weekend. They beat the Bills by like twenty something. Man, they have a running game. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like that's their biggest win, but they did it last year, and they're doing it this year, and they can run the ball. Yeah. I've got my number four back into the top five, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Now you're making some sense. Yep. Jumped them up there. I felt like, hey, I looked at it. You know what? They rebound. Had a nice, easy win this past weekend. Their only loss was against the Chiefs, who – is my number three team. Wow, Chiefs number three. All right. Yeah. Uh, number two, the Green Bay Packers. Oh man. <laughs> um. Well, I, I mean, just the Packers were your number three team last week, right? Yeah, and they just kind of move up because of the fact that they didn't have a game. So, <laughs> really, nothing that has changed my opinion about them. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. My number one would be the Chiefs, who dropped out number one. So now it'd be the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Not bad top five this week. No, I mean, the Seahawks are, I mean, they're un, they're undefeated, and they have the MVP leading them. So, I mean, how, how can you argue with that? Right. There's a lot of teams that could have jumped easily into it. Um, it's, it's either, it's a top, like, there's good teams, and there's bad teams right now. And, like, every team you look at, their schedule really portrays bad teams that they beat. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to – there's no – besides the Chiefs and the Ravens who went head-to-head. It's really difficult right now. I, I like to see with the Bears and Packers. That would be a good deciding factor because the Bears are right there too. 
Um, they just – I watched them Sunday. Their defense is good, but, man, they just – their offense is just – it's rough. Yeah. And it's, I'll it's tell rough. you, like, when I watched a little bit of it, and the thing that I saw that made me like the Bears – and I, this is bad. Coming from a Lions fan, you can't really say you like the Bears. Right. Seeing, seeing Khalil Mack actually back to Khalil Mack form and yes. like actually being dominant in the, in the defensive line. And um, <laughs> just seeing that make, it makes you like that kind of defense, like a smash mouth, just like hard nosed defense that, that comes in and beats people up right, and, and, and gets the job done. Like that was what, what I liked watching. So. And I think that's where I would put my top five as in more like, Teams I think are really good are these top five, but now the Bears I could see winning every game. Like they could win because their defense keeps them in games. Right. Well, like they're they going to be in every game. What's they, up? They beat, they, they beat the goat this weekend. They did. Yeah. So it's just they're they're gonna be good. So and but way that game started, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I even have the Bears in my top five. Like the <laughs> way they start, I'm like, oh crap. But their defense is they're just they're not gonna get a lot of points scored on them. So real quick, so we move on from that one. Talking about defense, is there even defense in college football at this moment? Oh I, I don't know if you're watching any of these games, but this is all they do is score points. Well, I mean, I watched the Texas Oklahoma game, and it goes to four <laughs> overtimes. And I guess, I mean, they only scored 31 points in the in the regulation, which was, I mean, that's not like a blowout or anything. It's not a blowout, but 31 points is still what? It's almost every game right now. And I'm watching the overtimes, and like, who's gonna stop the person? Like, step yeah. up. Yeah. Tackle, come on! I, I don't understand. And I know, I know, a lot of the game is is geared now to protect those position players' yeah. offense, um, especially the quarterbacks. And if it wasn't, these guys wouldn't play college. They would, they would find a way around it and just Ex- kind of, kind of skirt their way around until they get to the pros. You're, you're pretty much right. Like Trevor Lawrence would not have came back this year if he was right. not protected. Yep. So I mean. And I think it it sucks to watch stuff like that. And when you do actually see a good defensive team, it makes you say, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of boring. However you want to look at it, you know, (laughs) I want to see defense, but I also don't want to see them just like, I want to see both. I want to see the offense making plays, not just not getting tackled. Mm -hmm. That's where the part is like when they're not even making tackles drives me insane. And talking about the college football, our last football talk, I added this. This was something you did not see, but I was thinking about this. College football rankings are awful. <laughs> I Get rid of the whole, let's rank them at the beginning of the season, and then we can't change it from there until they lose. Well, I mean, For, especially in, in 2020, what's the point? You have how what, many conferences that are actually playing? Right, at this moment, exactly. Like, we don't even know what the Big Ten is, and they're top, like, six or something. Yeah. They got two or three teams in top ten, something like that. The the part that really got me was and I'm ooh I'm I'm irked Kings and now it's not even about Notre Dame even though I think they should have moved up too. How does Georgia not top Alabama in the late, latest ranking rankings? They beat Tennessee pretty handily. Yeah. I mean, yes, it was close in the first half, but they destroyed them in the second half. Alabama gives up forty eight points to Ole Miss. <laughs> How does Georgia not jump them? It's the Saban rule. I don't know. Like, it's it, ridiculous. Is it just based on reputation and what you've done in the past? Because exactly it, what it is. And and you're you're exactly right. Like, how is Bama giving up 48 points or whatever it was to Old Miss and 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 still remaining top, like number one? Like, yeah. My my dad, them- my dad and I have talked about this for years. Like, we look at these teams from the SEC and they give up 25 points to. 
little sisters of the poor university, you know, and, and mm-hmm. how are how are they the number one team overall when they're giving up that many points to a nobody? And I know that it's probably their third string that's giving up those points, but good guy, like I don't know, make, make them prove it. This this Ole Miss team that was a close game. I mean, Alabama took in like the last quarter or something like that. Yeah. It was close up until so it's definitely their their starters too. So, but make them prove I just it. like make them prove it. Yeah, you know? I say you come out and you don't do any rankings until week five. Go from there. Yeah, maybe maybe week three. Give it three weeks. I don't know something, but give us something more because right now, North Carolina looks better than Alabama. I mean, let's if you want to go by. Do you like everything? You're, you're, I'm not saying North Carolina is the better team. Not saying that at all. You're talking crazy now. <laughs> well, they no, they're. I've been t- listening to a lot of college football analysis, and they're saying North Carolina could be the the surprise team of the year. They're right now fifth in the country. All right. How do I right there? How are they jumping Ohio State if we're going by like Ohio <laughs> State was ahead of them? Now all of a sudden, North Carolina is better than them. It's all a sham, man. I don't understand the rankings either. All right, never mind. Um, North Carolina. Never mind. I'm not putting North Carolina up there. <laughs> I'm looking at their. I'm looking at their scores. Like they beat Boston College twenty six to twenty two. Okay, they beat Virginia Tech fifty six to forty five. I mean, they can. I mean, yeah. the points are just not the, these defenses. But okay, off that. So back to baseball. Let's get to baseball because please, please, there is some baseball going on right now, yes. and there is a there is a guy that's out there right now, and his name is Randy. Era Zarina, a Rosarina. What do you know about this guy? Well, probably more than most, but this guy came out of absolutely nowhere. He was traded from the Cardinals this early this season to the Rays, and basically for a bucket of baseballs. I don't even know what they got for him, um, but I know uh, the Rays thought pretty highly of him, and that's why like the Rays traded that Jose Martinez, that DH to the Cubs to make room for the Sorosarena kid to get more swings. And uh, early in the season, the Sorosarena, he had COVID um, and then he was in the taxi squad. Like he was at their alternate location site and some coaches started taking notice of this guy and saying, this guy is raking the ball, absolutely mashing. And so they bring him up and ever since what, like mid like September, like he, he can't be get, they, they can't get him out. Yeah, his numbers are insane. His numbers are nuts in the postseason. So, like, this guy has got to be the best player in, in the playoffs right now. It's unreal. Are, is I it worth buying the, into? I, I don't have the stats in front of me um, for what he's doing in the postseason, but my goodness, like, it's it's unreal. Are you buying? Yes. You are? Um, what is, like, what value, is, his value yeah, is there you go. Now. His value is spiking right now. You can probably still get some of his flagship rookies, like his normal tops rookies, um, which is in top series one from this year, 2020. Um, you can probably still get them for, I would say around $5 a piece. Um, and that might be a definite buy at that price. Um, okay. But if you start getting into his like tops, Chrome autographs or any of the, the higher end autos, you're going to, you're going to be paying in the hundreds right now. So he's going up quick. He is. Yes. Okay. Um, do you? I mean, do you see him being this next season? I mean, obviously the book's going to be out on him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's proven in his in his in his minor leagues that he he can hit. 
and and hitters are always going to hit. I mean, I have I have his rookie card in front of me, and it tells me his 2019 minor league stats. The man over 92 games hit 344, slugged 571. He had an OPS. He had an OPS of over a thousand. Like, jeez, the dude it, he he just mashes. And yes, yeah, six six days ago he was batting 600 in the postseason. I don't know what it's been since then, but that's what I found so far. Yeah, and that's so, that's pretty good. You can't. It's hard to hard to beat that. You're batting 600 in the playoffs. And and the only red flag that I would have is he's a little bit older. He's like a 25 year old rookie, so. A lot of times for collectors, that'll kind of drive them off just because okay. they, they like the guys that are like 21, 22 years old. Um, and that three years difference may not seem like a big difference, but it really is. Um, so okay. when, when you have these guys that come in at 25, 26, how, many, how long is their career really going to be? Oh, yeah. Um, talking about the careers and stuff and guys buying into, how about the Dodgers out there? Oh, my goodness. Where they wake up or something finally? <laughs> when you put eleven runs on a team on a playoff team in the first inning, um, you, you're you're sending a message. Yeah, I read something or I was listening to somebody this morning. I forgot what it was, but they had mentioned that. And was it last night? It would had to be last night in the ninth inning. They put up five runs or something like that. Yeah, it was a and, it was kind of a blowout. They were losing. Yeah, eight, eight to two maybe going into the ninth. They ended up making it eight seven. So and they cool. asked, like, would Bellinger be back now? Well, I guess they answered that question today, huh? Yeah. yeah. I guess the whole team is like, you know what? We're ready to go now. Final Just score sometimes, yeah. Yeah, they end up stopped. They didn't score anything out there. It was 15. Right. I'm assuming they probably took majority of their starters out. Yeah, like Corey Seager was out in the fifth inning. Uh, Julio Urias was the starter for them, and he went through six innings, I think, maybe five or six innings. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, most most of their starters were pulled from the game early on in the fifth or sixth inning. Just to oh, get I'm losing. Yeah. yeah, just to get them. Some okay, practice. there you are. Okay. okay, which makes sense because they do have like they're playing back to back to back to back. Yep. Give your guys a rest, you know. Get the pitcher a couple innings and have them rested to go a couple good days. So, all right. I know we've talked about this a little bit, but I was thinking about it this morning. I was. Looking up, I've seen memes about with LeBron James and his four rings, right? Oh, yeah. And he doesn't have he, – he might get six now, they're talking. Who knows? But that's what everything is based off of in the NBA, NBA or NFL, kind of similar thing. Mm-hmm. But then we go to baseball, and I know you've mentioned this to me before. I know we've had the talks. So I don't really want to get into the fact that – but why – I'm still on that thing where Mike Trout could be the best player. He might never get a ring. And he would still go down as the best, and no one will ever say anything about him not having a World Series ring. And I get the NBA because one player can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But NFL, you're not playing defense if you're a quarterback. Right. But Peyton Manning, his thing was he could never win the big games. So he would never go ahead of some of these other guys that did win the big games. Right. So and why is Mike... That, that will always be a slight to Mike Trout. And I, I, I think that rings are important in baseball because like you, you throw Derek Jeter's name around as one of, one of the best uh, shortstops in the history of baseball. And obviously people that hate the Yankees are going to say, Oh, whatever. But really he is because look at his leadership skills that he has. Yeah. And I mean, he won what he won four championships. Is that what he finished with four or five? I think. Um, and 
I think that's a lot of why he is considered one of the best shortstops in the history of baseball is just his his resume. Yeah. And now you could always make the argument, oh, the Yankees always stacked their teams, they spent money. Yeah, they did, but the other teams could have done that. So um I I think it, if Trout doesn't win a ring, obviously it's not going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. But it'll always be that slight to his his resume that he doesn't he, have that championship caliber. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, but when you hear his name, no one ever says, "Oh, well, look at his—he's never even won." You know what I'm saying? He's been in the years yeah. quite a few times. I mean, right. what is he going eighty seasons now? And I think maybe it's because like there was never hype with Mike Trout, right? Like, okay, he was he was he was rated to be a top ten pick coming out of high school, and he ended up falling to twenty five. And that could be maybe you know, and like, so he kind of flew under the radar. He won Rookie of the Year in 2012. And then he just kind of did what he did. He yeah, every year for the last ten years, you know, for nine years. Do you think that maybe could be a little bit of it? Is he's consistent, so consistent that kind of hurts him a little bit, like with that reputation, maybe. Um, and and this is an argument that really kind of a moot point because his value obviously shows that nobody really cares. But um, yeah, I think that is it. I think he. I don't know. He set his bar so high that it's <laughs> yeah. He does it every. It's like the MVP talking in the NBA. Like you do it every year. Well, guess what's not that valuable this year. Right. Well, and then you're going to see his name still in the top three for the MVP voting. Yeah. You know. Yep. But, All right. So that jumping in from there, we're going to jump into a little bit of the NBA talk, but not much. It was more about all sports in general. But a couple of NBA conversations. The Lakers can they repeat next year? In your opinion. Can they repeat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. With all the competitions coming out for next season, think about the teams that's going to be out there because they're talking about Giannis maybe going to Dallas. Yeah, Is, I'll believe it when I see it. I that, mean, yeah, that's just a talk right now. Let's say it did happen. Could it be the best season in NBA history with the teams that they could have and the I mean, star power? Is it going to be fun to watch? Yeah, sure, for offensive firepower. I yeah. Mean, for complete basketball, no, they still don't play defense. But, um, I mean, look at what you're going to have with Kawhi and Paul George in L.A. I mean, another season of them playing together. Yep. Who knows what that's going to do. If Giannis goes to Dallas, you have Giannis and you have Luka on the same team. That would be yep. insane to watch. And then, you, I mean, you still have the Nuggets. You still have the Jazz, which are all competitive teams. I mean, it's, it's going to be. You have Kevin Durant coming back mm-hmm. with Kyrie. Oh, man. I, I mean, yeah. is it bad? That slipped my mind. Like the third best player in the NBA is coming back from injury. You have so, the Warriors. All those guys be back. My goodness. So and then the and then you still got the Lakers. With, and then you still got Houston out there. Mm-hmm. And then let's not even forget about you still got Zion down there. Man, I mean, I mean it, it could be insane. It's just going to be a fun to fun to watch. And and now you like you you'll understand why the values of basketball cards are higher than any other sport. Just because there is so much super like superstar power across the league, so no matter yeah. what team you're rooting for, you have somebody to collect and you have somebody to buy into. Yep. And almost right now, you can go buy a box of cards. You're gonna get somebody at this moment. Exactly. So that jumps into a little bit of a conversation we had the other day. It was big on 
the news and stuff like that with LeBron walking off the court a little earlier. Then a week later, you have Tom Brady not shaking hands with the other team. It's happened many times. We could probably, I mean, Sammy Sosa one time left the locker room early. The, the bad boy Pistons left the floor early. Yep, they left the floor early. Is it really? Okay, I get the, these are our role models for the kids. But I've had this conversation with um, a couple of my other buddies about that whole thing. Like, you talk to your kids about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, with LeBron James leaving, you explain to your son, hey, he was I, you, you frustrated, whatever you want to say. We You don't do that, but at that moment... That's what happens. I didn't think it was a big deal. I, I'm kind of there with you. And it, I think it's just trolls. Honestly, like it's people that are trying to make a, a legend seem inadequate. And LeBron James, like you and I, is emotional. You yeah. Know, like in the heat of the moment, he was so into that game. And the, when they ended up not pulling it out, he was just he was fed up. He wasn't going to have it, so he left the floor. Mm-hmm. And he didn't – it wasn't like he – it was the, – the team was running the ball out. Like yeah. They were running the clock out. That's the part that I was like, okay, you know what? They were running the clock out. The rest of the team was walking off the court too. He was just the first one that got off. But you know what? Like when the series is over, he still went and shook their hands, didn't he? Yes, he did. And it, he and would be the, the first like, to – It wasn't like it was the last game of the playoff series. It wasn't like it was the last time he was going to see that team. No, he had, <laughs> he had the respect enough to go to them at the end of that last game and shake their hand. Now, could it have been different if it was game seven and the Lakers lost? Who knows? I don't know what he would have done then. People would call him crybaby LeBron for ages. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, I think it's just these legends, these, these professional athletes that are expected to be perfect in every aspect, and they're not. We forget their players still. Exactly. Even Talk Tom Brady. Couple... Yes. Even Tom Brady, you know. Yes. Who seems like a like an emotional robot in his press conferences and in all interviews, but he still is into every game and he was just he, he didn't want to shake a hand. Who cares? Right. Get over it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not a big deal. Um I would like to ask all those same players, same people, whatever, they've never been mad at a game where they just kinda like walked off. I mean, I played softball in the adult league and we had a tournament and we got destroyed and I was so frustrated with it that by the time that last whatever play was, I was ready to go. Like, I was done. Yeah, like, I, I didn't want to – you know, like, there are times – baseball happens all the time. And this is what the argument I made with the one guy was, okay, so in baseball when you have, like, a guy on second, they hit a line drive out to the gap, and that's a winning run on second. You, how many times have you seen the baseball players just kind of walk off? Yeah. Before the player even scores, they're already – because the game's – or the pitcher gives up a game-winning home run. They're walking yeah. off. Like you're frustrated. You're not. I, I just. You're right. It was the, just because it's NBA and it's LeBron James. And I, I really think it is people just wanting to think that these legends, who are seen as perfect in the media or in sports talk, <laughs> like they want to make them seem not perfect. Yeah, they want them to be like. Well, if. He could have stayed on the court, and they would have said something. Like, what was that one player last year or the year before who who continued playing the clock, even though the other team was trying to get you know run the ball, run the timeout or whatever, and he stole the ball and then dunked the ball, and they all yeah. pissed about that. It's like, okay, I got a would you rather this week for you? 
All right. And this is for for card collecting. And I actually did a little, kind of looked this one up so it's not so much on me, but I was like, I need a good one. Would you rather invest in the Fernando Tatis Jr. cards or the Ronald Acuna Jr. cards? Oof. Man. They're both exciting players. They're both exciting players. Um, Who would you want to come to Detroit? Even from the card, because they're both great cards. Who would you want to come to Detroit? For me, and this is purely, I, I like to collect infielders, and I like to collect shortstops and like middle infielders to be like to be specific. So I would say Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, if if the Tigers somehow ever worked out a trade or signed Fernando Tatis Jr., I would be over the moon excited. Um, okay, uh, but oh, either of them, I would be over the moon excited. But, yeah, right, right. I get it, but that one that. That's why I think, like, they're both great. So Yeah, they're both amazing right now. And they're both in similar situations. They both have amazing team around them. Yep. And they're all young teams. And so we're going to see them battling each other throughout the National League for the next five to ten years. Um, but I really think that Tatis has um, more sustainability. Being a shortstop, you're in every play. And I think when you're when you have that, you stay locked in and more consistent. When you're an outfielder, you go through stretches, maybe an entire game where you don't have a single ball hit to you. You're right. Yeah. Um, so I don't like <laughs> that. That's that's really the only argument I can think of to make me pick Tatis and give him a slight edge over Acuna. Um, <laughs> really, that's honest, that's so that's one of the tougher ones to choose. It's a toss up. It's a toss up. Like those guys are both amazing. Well, that's very cool. I'm glad I got a good one on you then. You got any and cards? Ridiculously expensive. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do have cards. You know I do. I know you do. <laughs> we both um, have the same pack to open up, right? So we are opening up uh, jumbo packs, value packs of 2020 Donross football. Yes, I'm opening football cards. Um, so. I I managed to find a box of these at five below and I bought the whole box. Just which because, is still crazy to me. Which because I knew you wanted them. So I picked them <laughs> up and I'm going to open some. Which is crazy for me to think of that five below would be the store to find them at. Right. Now, let, let everybody know that so far neither one of – well, you got the Joe Burrow one rookie. <laughs> I, I did pull a Joe Burrow red hot rookie, which yeah. is kind of a cool looking card. Um, but I've opened, what have I opened? Two or three packs, maybe two packs. And they're really unimpressive to begin <laughs> with. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I've opened up three and impressive is, yeah, it's, I guess you could call it that because they're, I haven't got anything yet. Man. All right. I'll let you go first and I'll, I'll go. Hey, I got a Russell Wilson base card. I'll take that. A Michael Thomas base card. These are the front cards, the first ones that come out, whatever. Yeah, Miles, that's the ones you're Miles looking at. Grant. Yeah, those base cards are they're nice Robert cards. Anderson, Joe Schubert, Stefan Diggs, T. Y. Hilton, Julio Jones base card. Alright, so now they have these they have blue parallels, right? Right. So I'm under my blue parallels, which is like a blue foil. I have a Drew Brees and a Nick Bosa. Uh Josh Jacob. <laughs> So and the rookie Drew Brees, Josh Jacobs. Oh, that Josh Jacobs is a nice one. Yeah, and then I got a rookie of Colin Johnson. Okay. And then I got a rookie Gridiron Kings of Brandon Ayuk. Okay. 
from the 49ers. Okay. So. All right. So your rookies. main ones? Yeah, Tristan Wirth. All right. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. I'll let you know what I got. So far, I'm just going to the base. All those fun names that don't really do much for you. <laughs> All right, my blue parallels. I got a Peyton Manning base card. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, Daniel Hunter. Golden Tate. Just, he's my boy from Notre Dame, so. <laughs> Best moment ever with him was when he dove into the Michigan State band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Baker Mayfield. All right, that's not bad. Oh, Darnell Mooney. I don't know who that is. Says he's for the Bears. I don't know him either. Um, it's not a good thing if he plays for the Bears and we don't know him. So, <laughs> um, the champ is here, Reggie Ragland. I don't even know who that is. Not happy about the <laughs> Kyle Duggar rookie. Yeah, her Gross Matos rookie, Marlon Davidson, Devante. Oh yeah, nope. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> these are ju- they just get rougher and rougher as it goes. I mean, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, but that's not going to. That's a dollar card, maybe. Maybe I shouldn't have sold these, right? I tried telling you. <laughs> <laughs> now we got some like fourteen bucks a pack. <laughs> No, no, I'm not going to sell them. I'm just going to probably open them. I know. Three of them Man, I just can't believe that. How There has to be something else in there. There's there three. has to be one sitting there for you. There's three packs left. If you want there one. There has to be a good one somewhere. Right. <laughs> it's tough, man. I've, this sucks, man. I just can't. I can't believe I've not opened up really three, four packs. I think I have four of these now. And never have I had that bad of luck with them. Man. I, mean, I usually you pick it. up four packs from somewhere. Right. Yeah, you got your one. You got that one that makes up for some of it. I don't but know. They're, they're, not even exci- they're not even exciting cards. Not really. Like, that's the biggest problem is there's none, none that I'm like, oh, that's a cool card. Like, I got nothing here. So, it's all fun. That's what makes it fun. And yeah, keep opening up, right? It's all about the hunt. Yep. Keep opening until we get something cool. And then we keep opening more. <laughs> And then you want more because, hey, I got one cool, and I want another one's cool. So, yep. All right, man. Tony LaRusso is going to be the White Sox manager, huh? I'm uh, just seeing that on the bottom. Is it? Wait, what? Is no, it? no, not official. They're just going to interview him, but 76 years old. <laughs> I heard they had the uh, permission to talk to him because he's like, yeah, Moby or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, man. Well, have a great night, and you too. Uh, we'll do this next time. Yeah, see you tomorrow. All right, later. <laughs> Thank you.